Well, welcome back, everybody. It is two weeks today since our first ever episode of the Amacast, and we're back with episode one. Of course, it's me, Mussy, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Will, and that is how he's addressed. Hello. Yeah, there we go. He is here, ready to go. First and foremost, drinks check. What have we got today? I was honestly, I, I prepared myself for this one, and I had a bunch of Japanese beers, and I bought a bunch of Kirin. But I drank those over the bank holiday weekend. Ah. So now all I've got is the remainder of me San Miguel. So I've kind of failed a bit on that. Front oh dear! The first proper episode. <laughs> Dearie me. So I've I've kept I've kept going on my Asahi, my one true friend. Uh, I've had lots of the lots of it this bank holiday, and I've still got enough to see me through the rest of this week. So I'm on that uh, for tonight. But yeah, it sounds like we are definitely going to need the drinks tonight because. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's it's. I mean, I only finished it today um, before we did the podcast, like the last few chapters of the manga, not to give away what we're... Well, everyone will read the <laughs> no, title yeah. anyway. Of course, but... as the title says, our first proper episode of the podcast is going to be specifically focused on um, anime, a specific franchise. We are dissecting the promised Neverland. I wouldn't really call it a franchise. It's more just a, a singular abomination. Right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna Shonen I'm Jump. gonna keep it neutral <laughs> and do all the nice introductions. And There's then... no neutral about no, this. I've look, been on the beer well, the look, moment look, since I finished it just to cope. All right. I know. I know you're in a. You're in a. I'm in an aggravated state, to put it like You're in a high state of emotions at the moment about this show, but we've got to keep it... <laughs> it's not because I was emotionally invested, I'll tell you that for free. We've got to keep, yeah, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to keep it at a level, and then we can go a bit off the rails a bit later on, because I think there's a lot to cover here. So as you know, the winter 2021 season of anime came to an end uh, last week. And one of the big shows that everyone was looking forward to was The Promised Neverland Season 2. Of course, this franchise was a firm favourite for a lot of people um, after the first season was a, was a smash hit, um, it has to be said. It's even on Netflix now as well. It seems to be one of the... We both watched the first season together, didn't we? And we were like invested for them like kind of straight away from the second episode onwards. And it was just absolutely brilliant. I I think we both of us kind of went through it quite quickly, just loving it. And then I obviously switched over to buying the manga and reading that to get ahead and kind of finish it, which I've only ended up doing recently. And then you held out for uh, the anime. Yeah, so we've got we, we, we this this one's got this one's a good one for us to cover here because we obviously we started on the same sort of path and mm-hmm. diverted off into sort of into the different aspects of of neverland here and i guess for those who don't know about neverland it is basically uh, a show about well to summarize the first season it's like a bunch of kids are in an, or- in an orphanage and kind of every so often one of them gets taken away and then you follow two of the kids who are like oh shit one of the girls has forgotten a teddy bear let's go take it to her and they go over to bring it to her and they find out that, in fact, instead she's been killed and she's been taken by some by some evil demons. And it kind of enters this whole kind of, oh shit, what's actually going on? What are we in this orphanage? And then it becomes this big escape plot to, her, to get out. And the entire first season of it, and it's I think it's about the first seven, um, seven eight volumes of it in total, all cover the, that from the start to their escape in the orphanage. And then after that's when you go into season two, and obviously the manga, and then 
from what I understand anyway, following that is where there's the big divergence. Yeah. In kind of what you get. So I, my first question is, what happens in the anime that... Because I know there's supposed yeah, to be we'll differences, but I don't <laughs> we'll get quite know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so season one is just, it was it was it showed, especially with the um, intense first episode, you had no idea what kind of what where the show was going. Uh, if you if you went in blind, you you saw all those kids having a really nice time, and you have the lovely mums who were looking after them, and the girl decides she's you know she's going on a trip, and you're like, oh, where's she going? And then that just sets the whole cliffhanger, and the rest of the Oh my god! It's... I mean, she's not going on a trip. She's been in air well, quotes we, adopted. Yeah, adopted. That's yeah. So the, I say they're all, but you see them having like uh, yeah. You see them all overall. They're all orphans. They're all calling them what this one person mum. They're doing all these random tests as well that you kind of really don't know about. But you know, it's you think it's just part of the, maybe their education as as kids perhaps. So a lot of it then you you learn as you go along more more about what the world is and who the, these demons are that need to eat the the kids, um, and so it's it's dark. It's definitely it's definitely a dark show, and plus we do get some really good characters come in as well. Yeah, I mean I've got stuff I want to talk about the first season because it kind of I I feel like a large part of this kind of comes down to what is an adaptation of something because it feels like without knowing what's kind of gone on the anime, which is I'm interested about, but it kind of seems that's quite a big thing, where a lot of anime, you've got to kind of stick so true to the manga with your anime version, where there's kind of no room for you to kind of put you even like your own slight spin on it, because like all the ones that are kind of highly thought of as an adaptation of ones where it almost looks identical to the manga, and they've just kind of taken the panels of the manga, put them as the kind of like the screenshots throughout it, and then they've gone... Well, how do we animate it to get from that panel of the manga to the next panel? And it's like it didn't really bog down the original Full Metal Alchemist. Like people still enjoyed that, and that diverged. It's not thought of as highly by everyone, but some people prefer, it and it still did yeah, well. Yeah. So I guess the main thing that we have to make aware here is that the whole point of it is is to sell is to sell books. Now the first yeah, that's my the first season of the the anime came out while the manga was still being published and so after the first season and that was a wild hit for a lot of people it sort of started that process of fans buying the manga so i mean you're one of them you're i mean me and me included yeah, so yeah. A, not that they care about us western gaijins buying no exa- yeah exactly they don't i don't think they look too much for western sales but it's all about what how it's how it's going in in japan is the, is the main main part of it but but I, I mean to an extent the fact that you've got the fans who are invested in that I'm going to use the word franchise because it's like the whole obviously the franchise because it, there are books there's two seasons of, of anime now um, and obviously you can go, then you go and buy the DVDs and you kind Blu-rays of wonder then what's the point but... of the second season is then don't you because uh, if it's to drive people to the manga that maybe haven't finished it yet or to kind of continue the train then it's like and then maybe there's a difference that makes people then want to read the manga as well. But I also can't see this as being like a show that drives people to merchandise too much because I can't see kind of waifu figures being made out of any of the characters <laughs> or anything because it's just because does it have to be waifu figures then? Do you have to buy if you buy a figure of something? I th- I, th- I think if we're looking at it as like a market, the vast majority of them are that. Like as much as I would love like a statue of like Phil on my on my desk. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's going to sell anywhere near as well as like 
Asada Mark 20 from season <laughs> 13 of SAO. I, I just don't see that happening at all. Well, there was only two seasons of the... Oh, wait, no, four. Well, how many seasons of SAO? Yeah, you're right. I've lost count. I was trying to back up a fight there, but no, I've, I've, I didn't I've, know how I've, many I've seasons of count, SAO there were. Because everyone judges what counts as a season differently, don't they? Because <laughs> there's like... There's the, the actual first season, or people go, oh, no, there's well, there's SEO, and then there's Alpha, and that's two separate things. Then you've. Well, that's a debate for another yeah. day. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't want to get a figure of feeling and have someone question why have you got a little a, a little figure of a boy on your shelves. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's just a good character. <laughs> FBI, open it's just up! A good character. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good character, and he's precious. Yeah. So the first season ended at. Um, the first season of Promised Neverland ended on a pretty high note because the whole point of the first season is you're invested in the prison break of, um, and getting away from this in seemingly impossible prison of Gracefield. And, and really, that's kind of funny when you look at it because when you think of like them escaping Gracefield, that's also when you as the viewer should escape from the... From watching the series or reading the manga, because that's the highest point. It sounds like a, it sounds like an English essay. This um, <laughs> dissecting it that much. Um, well, you didn't know that was going to yeah. be the high point of the manga, really. You just know that no, that was I, like I, the I, first I stint. Is until, like until I, you know that's the first yeah. stint is like escape the escape the prison, and then a lot of that is like and all oh, right, yeah, we've escaped. But now what? You want to see what happens next because you've had all this. You, you do. You've you, had all this mystery yeah. surrounding about what is out. Because they, they, the they've done world. a good first. They've done a, foot, a good first arc, and they've got you invested, and that's the worst part of it. So, right, they've escaped from Gracefield. What happens in the anime? So I think it starts off being fairly similar. So I'm wondering, kind of, at what point it diverges now? Let's take this one part at a time. So, <laughs> so the second season when it came out and I was very excited for it, I said, oh, I'm going to watch this on a weekly basis pretty much. And it was like every Thursday night was was checking in to seeing how the gang was getting on kind of thing. And the first episode, I thought, yeah, it was. I was really, I was still off the hype from... The fact that they've just escaped, really, well, and what what happens there in those episodes? Like, don't go through it episode by episode. Like, go through it. What happens in the story? So, the first thing they do is they have they they obviously have the pen and they're trying to find this they're trying to find this hideout. But the, to do that, they've got to run through like forests and a big open like plain area where, well. You, they've got to they've got to go and find it, and it's incredibly dangerous. And you see these big demons running through they, the they forest. Do the bit where they like fall through the ground and they go under. Yeah, so they they go underground like, under, and it's like the tentacle realm. And no, got no, to no, 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 the, it's not the, the books. No, it's not the tentacle realm. It's it's just where the those two other demons are. Then no, there's so do they cut out? There's like a bunch of kind of small survival encounters almost that they have to. See if you like picture it almost in a D and D way. Oh no. Where it's like there's this bits that they've got to do, and they like they actually go through the ground into like this like place that's covered in vines, and like they all try, like the vines start trying to encroach in to kind of eat them, and they have to use some books that they stole from the orphanage from like you know the Minerva ones that had the code on. They have to use those, and they have to decipher them to find out secrets of the world to help them survive. Oh no, no, I, no! And they have to like use fire to like get out, and they keep like as they're traveling to it, they keep using their knowledge of we can be safe underground, to, like keep escaping from demons and 
be able to like have rest. No, I didn't know. No, that's not happening in this. No, they ran. So already, no, no, no. already, they're just skipping out content. Right. Well, this is this is the thing, right? This is where problems were starting for a, a bunch of other people. But I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to go off my opinions of my opinion on Neverland and what I will say about it is based off me watching the anime because. I know anime is there to sell manga, but I think also an anime should be there to sort of have its... That is its own version of a story. It should be good in itself, because well, exactly, there exactly, are people that will just exactly. watch the anime. I, I mean, manga's, manga's great and all, right? And I've got some myself, but you might not want to get a whole collection of it, because it first, it's expensive... To be to to get a whole collection, if you you've got to really love the series, they are especially when you compare it to like comics. Uh, yeah, and so comics you, are in full color. So as you well. might not want to get it. Well, yeah, there's that. I mean, people might have just used to being in manga in black and white and that, but for me, it's I'll only really get the books of the shows I absolutely loved, uh, and then I've got like the physical copies of it as as a you know as another form of medium for the for the show, but. In terms of Promised Neverland, I'm thinking I want the anime to run smoothly. I don't. It might have it. might have dips. It might have highs. It might have lows. But I'm kind of still happy with it just to have a really nice run to the end, no matter what happens in the manga. Because I knew initial problems with the show that people were having with it is that they were expecting to see bits in. Oh, I've read the book and now I want to see an anime for him. But then it just wasn't there. So they're thinking, what the heck is this nonsense? But then. You might think, well... I want to say, when I originally heard that that was the case and it was like little bits were being skipped out, I was kind of on your side, I guess, of being like, these guys just need to go over themselves. Not everything's going to be one-to-one. It's an adaptation. It's it's not... Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're not just well, doing it one-to-one because the, what's the interest in it's, that? It's like... I mean, an example I use to an extent is Harry Potter because Harry Potter has its all its films and the books were still being written as the films were coming out. And then stuff in the books was, stuff in the books was cut out, in from the films and and, you but you still but the films were you still, still concrete. Loved, you still they loved still the films. Good. People still became great fans of the films and then got, maybe got the books after, or they read the whole book, was in love with the franchise, and then watched the film, and they loved the films for for, for the for the film. But, but they are two separate things. It's just different ways for you to enjoy the same story. Yeah. So and, but I think that's maybe maybe we're kind of. I don't know if I, I I don't feel like I'm wrong, but it's like with a book, there's a lot more content in it, and it's kind of each individual book does still have the beginning, middle, and end. So there's a lot more content to kind of cut out and whittle down, yeah, to get to a to a short film. It's like whereas I guess with like a series, you can expand more and and do more. So there's more room to kind of fit everything in. Because if that whole gang, do you need if that to? whole gang had like an adventure and a nor there is one, and they went out somewhere, um. And did other things, but they, you could still build the characters enough. If with removing this other separate adventure, it's still okay for me because I don't need to wait. Like it's kind of like how how much filler do you need um, to still progress the story? And when I was watching when I was watching the anime of the, the second season, up to episode five, when it was we've got to the safe house. Up to that point, I'm thinking this is still kind of all right because they've they've, they've run out. They escaped some demons at the start, which is what you were expecting because they were being chased. They they meet then then they meet um the other two the other two demons who don't eat humans. Um, 
Sanju and Mujika. Yeah. And and they seem they seem you might be able to pronounce them better. I think listen to them. Yeah, they, they seem they seem I don't know they they're cool and you're like going, oh maybe the you know good demons there's got to be good demons in a world where it's you know maybe there are good demons and I mean there's good humans and bad humans precisely precisely so when they help them get through the forest and they leave them on the edge of the plane and then they go and find the safe house and then that's that's no almost half the season and I'm yeah. thinking. That's that's the interaction that I had with them as well. But um, for for me, it's like they save them from a demon attack and then kind of like help yeah. Them so you do see Sanju go out and still attack some demons from saving them. But you kind of just think that oh maybe yeah these are two good demons who like they're, they're vegetarian and they said they don't eat humans. Um, but one thing that I kind of noticed was when they when the main gang of kids left those two. And Sanju commented on the fact that it was like, why we, why aren't we eating them? It was because we can hope that they find somewhere, grow up, and then have their own kids, and then Sanju would go and hunt them. And that was actually said in the anime. Yeah, it's, and then it was like, yeah, that was never... That's something that happens in... But the then that was well, never brought up again, there. because it's like, oh, he's just friends with everybody, and it wasn't... It's sort of his appetite, his plan was just completely irrelevant <laughs> there. So does the anime actually get to like a, a concrete? There is a finale end point at the end of season two. Yes. Now and that never and the the hunting them and like the freaks in the manga. It's like oh, I can't eat those farm things. I have I want to hunt my free range humans because it's like part of some religious experience. But he said that in the show, and then there was nothing else from him in terms of that. After after when you saw him again, he was just. An ally I mean, that you just sort of <laughs> that he was happy to be, to be fair there. in the manga, it kind of gets ignored as well. Yeah, maybe you just think that there's maybe you just think that there's oh there's a bit of danger there, but it doesn't really amount to anything. So I thought that was kind of like well, this character's kind of ruined now. There's no there's no sense of maybe there's a bad side to him perhaps because at the end of the day he's a demon, but you know that that never amounted to anything. But up to that point, and I'm on the side of me just watching anime. The show's still all right at this point for me. Then problems start happening. Now, in the middle of the season, there's a recap episode. Now, this is not obviously nothing to do with the manga, but the why they needed a recap episode after after five episodes where they went over the whole first season and then the, it's, a, it's just to confirm it's it was a twelve episode season, right? Yeah, twelve episodes, twelve episode season, and after five episodes in the first one where it had a little bit of action at the start and then just not really then much happened, they need a recap episode where they go over what happened at the farm. I'm like, what? Because everyone knows what happened at the farm. Because if you were enjoying the franchise that much, it, you know what, <laughs> what happened. You don't need a whole episode then to get like a full flashback. And I know this happens in other anime and I'm not really I'm, uh, I promise Neverland I'm angry for why they did it like for why it's there and I know other anime do it as well and it should not be a thing especially just plonked in the middle of a season 2 when it's like oh yeah well maybe the first season aired a few years ago but everyone remembers I mean, it because I, it was really I good I think though it's like sometimes they put them in long ones I think it might be just to like buy a week just to give them a bit more time uh, if it's like a 24 <laughs> ep- or 50 or like something episode season like Jojo's really quite long, isn't it, for seasons for Jojo? And it's like normally about the halfway point. They'll yeah, have a that's recap fine. And right. I always, I always think that that's because it's really long. And fair enough, you might just want to like buy an extra week of time just to kind of get back on top of stuff and 
make sure everything's under under control. Yeah, but the ones with ju- the ones when the judge Just, will do the recap, it's you pretty after the recap, it's you kind of like in the final section of it where it's all building up to that the final four or five episodes when they're dealing with the final the final boss and 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 the, their final goons. Um, but I just... Are you calling Dio a final goon? Well, like Vanilla Ice is a goon, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> um, it's just, it just made no sense to me, and I don't know why. I don't I don't know why it was needed. But And are you saying about maybe they wanted to to have a rest one week? I don't know why, because after that, it went, it went like... The analogy I used once was like, it went like the flipping... Cabinary, I ain't fortress at a thousand mile an hour to try and get this show over, and that was just, it was just heart wrenching, really. Just, just, just to see this show that I've just really, really enjoyed, and I had it as a nine out of ten for the first season because I was that impressed by it. Yeah. I've put it as a as a five this this second season because up to that point, it was still getting up to that halfway point with the recap episode. I was still defending it. I was trying to fend off the man- the manga boys, um, who uh, were who were saying, "Oh, it's rubbish now." And I'm like, oh, "Because it's not following the not following the books." And I'm like, "No, just 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 wait. Just hang on." All right, go on then. What comes after that causes it to go from "I'm defending it, it's good" to five out of ten? Get this off the air. This is worse than redo of Healer. Get it. Shut it down. Oh, what did he? What did they do? So, end of season one, we see. So you said that they go to the the like the bunker base. Yeah, and then some SWAT team arrives and and gets them all to leave, and you're like, where the where okay, the? So that that's that's a whole arc skipped out. So that's like the other fairly good bit in the manga. Yeah. So <laughs> all of a sudden, this yeah, this they, well, they find out the Minerva's like from where you know he's dead from ages ago but he's left the hints to get them to the base and things but then all of a sudden yeah this SWAT team comes out of nowhere and you're like who are they working for you've got no idea they come down the kids manage to escape the SWAT team come back on service and the demon wipes them out and you're like right well the kids just run off so you're just like what was the point of that where did they run off to just back into the forest and they ran over and then then when you see them again they're at this like sort of old sort of old temple kind of, old demon temple sort of. So they run through the forest, (laughs) they're at a a demon temple. Yeah, they're they're in that shrine and then they've got like a big tower that they can watch over at this demon village where they have the scouting missions to to go and get stuff from them and then we find, we sort of see a bit more of how a demon town actually works and we see the fact that demons need to eat the kids to 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 stay alive, you know, they get that. Um, so you eat a human, and they get their energy, and it sort of helps them have the human qualities about them, like arms and legs and a proper functioning brain. Yeah, and that's why there's like the hierarchy of the big brain kids going to the rich people, and then the factory farmed no brain going to the peasants. Yeah, and but you, it, and then they they try and give you a little, they try and make you have a bit of sympathy for the demons. You see, like these two like dad demons not having like these kids on a bed that kind of die out because they're not they've not been not being fed um but but then again it's just that's it you can, and then you feel like there's going to be a story there and then this is what happens in the town is like is all of a sudden norman and his band of merry men come from, come down out the sky <laughs> app description down from the sky like gordon's 
uh, Flash Gordon, Brian Blessed cannon. <laughs> dive my exactly. Hawkman, dive. dive my allies onto 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 Emma, who's trying to run away from these demons. And um, and yeah, and just has a face reveal that Norman's there. And in fact, I think that was, in fact, that might no, I don't think that was the before before the recap. I don't, I'm not sure. I can't remember now. I've just kind of wiped that first bit. I was just, I was annoyed there was a recap, and I don't know why it got to me that much. But I just, but I remember what they did do in the anime, which was a really bad play. Is that the end of the first season? We see Norman being taken away into that other side room, and you're kind of like, oh, why is he not being? into the main court where you saw Connie going to at the very, very beginning. And then that was the, that was a cliffhanger for what happened to Norman. But then it, it, it then did a flashback to that again in the second season. And then we had to wait a week to see where he actually, where he actually went to. So is it not like going for what, what actually happened when he went into the other room or did you just have the flashback of, he gets taken away. He gets taken away. We had, we had, they cut. used the same cliffhanger twice, and and it was like, why, why, why? I almost like I can ask you why because I don't understand why we reusing the cliffhanger there to create the suspense because we're kind of just like going, for God's sake, just flipping tell us what what happened to him. Uh, and well, maybe that, that. I mean, that's what a cliffhanger. It, it made you want to continue watching. Cause like, why yeah, are you telling me now? I've watched it. It wasn't a cliffhanger, week. like. Oh my god, shocking! It was a cliffhanger because we were just annoyed. Like I'm just like, oh, I'm just frustrated. Not it wasn't a happy frustration of good quality writing. It was a frustration because the because we're using we're reusing the same cliffhanger, and I didn't get it. Um, is that was that your aggravation about the recap is, episode? God, you're just using the same cliffhanger from season oh, one. Then then we, <laughs> then then the anime goes on about learning uh, where Norman went to and he went to this other farm because he's a really intelligent kid. Yeah, Lambda. Yeah, Lambda Field or whatever it was called and he's a really clever kid there and acing all the tests but he somehow then just manages to escape from this even even more high military top secret place and he just gets out of there, you know. What's he, I think he... I think he well, it's because he's got the biggest of all the yeah, brains. It takes him a full you season to get way. out of a farm, and it takes him like you just see him doing this in a few days. He gets out of Lambda Field with a with some. I mean, with did they some not time bodies. skip all the stuff with Emma? What and her her goons when they were like going to the um, to the bunker to when the military men came? Was there no time skip there, or was it? Just, I think there was like they one get episode there, there where days. we saw them actually in that base, like. Uh, had a bath and growing crops so like in and the, things. In the in the manga, they're there for like over a year, oh. and they like have a, have adventures out that take it time. It could have been like a so week. So it's like during that time, because Norman is in Lambda in the manga, and it's like over that time he like makes some friends, sends some like secret notes through, and like hatches a plan to escape. Oh, you see, that might have been the case, the but the people. anime didn't show that at all because I didn't. You didn't really know when this was kind of happening and obviously they went straight there but you don't know that you don't really really get what how long that time frame was where, where, where he was there and you just have to just all of a sudden just accept there's like this secret gang of no then there's this human who's running demon operations and like, eh? I just there's so many other secrets get plunged in and it's kind of, and I'm and it kind of like and and, and it's I think they've just you just kind of think is this where the story was actually going from 
what happened in the fir- in the first season. It's just well, just I, I I think they just lost where they were going. But just as a quick side tangent on the lambda stuff, um, shout out to my to my manga boys out there. But like um, there's they keep they keep doing like little flashes to like are oh, the secret lambda lab, and you kind of start to see a bit of the bad humans like point of view. And there's a character in it that's called Adam, and there was like other people like him in Lambda. So they're like, they've all got white hair, and they're just like these big hulking behemoth. Like, they basically they're all like hunks, and just kind of like all sat around in some like Lambda nursery. And it's like, and seeing the white hair, part of me at the time was just like, wait, is that what's happened to Norman? He's gone to Lambda, and he's become this big monstrosity. And then later on, it's like, no, he's just, he's fine. They're just different people. We know. get the we get Norman and his little his little crew. I can't remember what any of their names were. Uh, I know Wait, one of them right, has, on. had a cross scar on his head. Uh, there was a girl. Yeah, that's Vincent Barbara. Oh god, Barbara's just a bit crazy. I've got, I've literally got the names up next to me because I'd 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 have forgotten them all. <laughs> as as far as I'm concerned, there was Emma, Ray, Norman, and Phil. Yeah, a mum. Those are the characters that I remember. And there was you, Hugo, who was a character that you don't even know existed. No, I'm not who that was. I'll go for that once you've got a fit. Because, <laughs> like, well, maybe I'll just go, I'll just go through it now. Um, so it's like when they first get to the um, base, they meet a guy that just refers to himself as Mr. And it's like, and he just straight up threatens them, like, get the fuck out of my bunker. This is my town. And he's like an older guy, so it's like, they're what, like, kind of like 11, 12 or something, aren't they, at the time of escaping? And he kind of, almost looking more grown up, he's kind of like 17, 20, sort of that age range. Um, and kind of, he runs the place and he kind of he kind of slowly warms up to them over time, but he's like very hostile to them and kind of more of a get out of my bunker, I just want to live out my days here on my own and I'll just die here eating the food supplies that Minerva Man left. Um, Kind of over time, they kind of hatch him a plan to kind of help him help them out by literally threatening to blow up the bunker so that he has no other option. And it's like they're like, "We'll die if we don't get your help, so we'll just blow everything up." Do why not? And it's kind of they venture out and do these like little tasks and kind of scout out the area and try and follow some clues that were left. And one of the big ones is that they go like have a multi-day trip over to a place called Goldie Pond, where they're supposed to be kind of like the next Minerva fountain of knowledge so i think emma ray go and mr or goes as well and kind of over that trip that's kind of when he opens up a little more not too much but he kind of starts to care about them they end up going to goldie pond um emma actually gets captured and taken into goldie pond whereas ray and old dude don't and like that introduces you to a bunch of new characters and we essentially have orphanage mark two where they're trying to escape from this new place that she's trapped in. She makes new friends to get out and kind of like, you can see that they've already started kind of hatching plans. There's a guy that's like missing an arm from his um, battles with the demons. And kind of, I guess I forgot to say, but Goldie Pond's like, um, uh, it's like a hunting ground for, for the rich demons. So they'll capture kind of rogue children that have escaped from the different farms, plonk them all in these hunting grounds, give them guns and stuff because the hunt's, only fun if they can fight back and they'll kind of once a day the rich will go out and have a little hunt and they can eat whatever they capture right and then like chief demon doesn't do anything until emma joins in because that's like they level up their game at that point and he's like oh 
a grace field brain for me. Um, and like eventually they battle. There's like a big cool kind of fight scene where they're kind of tricking the demons into kind of cornering themselves, and they take them all out, and they eventually manage to escape using like a lot of wits and and knowledge. And you kind of have like this emotional scene with Mister and kind of one of the old people that he escaped with, because it turns out he escaped with a bunch of people from somewhere as well. They all he thought they were all dead. Turns out one or two of them are still alive, and he has like a little emotional thing, and then he sacrifices himself and dies, and shit moves on. No, that weren't in Back the anime. That <laughs> um, <laughs> no, well, that one in the anime. No, it was literally that's wh- that's where I thought season two was going to end because I thought that would have been a mint scene to see to see animated like the big fight against the demons and kind of pushing themselves and doing all this cool shit. Yeah, that doesn't sound that bad actually. If it sounds like another sort of big escape, I know that whole part. I knew it's a bit of a retread in the same stuff, so I can see kind of why they might remove it, but. Because it kind of adds a bunch of characters that you don't well, necessarily it sounds need. Like, it sounds to me like they do a lot more with the demons, which they've really failed with. And I remember saying to to you at the start of the, at the end of the first season, and you started reading the books a little bit further on, and I was kind of excited to know a bit more about the demons because I'm thinking, why is it, why is there a demon world really, and where where are all the humans and things like that. But the actual demons having their own uh, having their own world and having these barons and peasants and the, so there's obviously that class hierarchy there, and you don't really get to see any of it because after the, all the lambda stuff and you, with Norman he has that plan to sue and use that drug on the on the town and and wipe all the demons out. But Emma stops him because she wants humans and demons to live in peace because she knows there's good demons out there. Um, and that becomes the main priority for the for the group, as well as getting all the yeah, kids. That out. That becomes the priority in the manga yeah. as well. Like that's well, what the priority is get the, kid, get the kids for. out and um, go back to. Does, is that what Norman's aim is as uh, well? It becomes Norman's. It becomes Norman's aim, but not his initial aim is to completely wipe out demons. Uh, how far does he get with that plan? Mm, not very far, because he said, oh, I think he'd make nix the drug from." Where he where he was at Lambda, and this is the thing, I don't really get that plot because it was it was on it was like a few episodes because you had Emma's demon Emma's plan of harmony shoved down your throat at every turn and she broke down like every time she tried to explain it to Norman saying we all have to live in peace I'm sick of the killing, um and and Norman's <laughs> like. No, demons are the worst. We have to kill them all. Shut up, Emma. Slap. Don't you know what they did to me in that yeah, lab? exactly. Look, we're all having big headaches every, every time we do something. I've got a big headache. That man's got a scar. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but And you've got Zazie who just like, has a fucking bag oh, yeah, over his head. The bag of, there's, a, there's a man with a bag on his head. Yeah, that is a character. So I'm like, what? what is what is his contribution? He's just there. He's part of the gang. He's a sword-wielding guy with super-powered shonen powers. That's essentially what they were added for in, in terms of what I can and, see. And somehow, when we get back with uh, Musica and Sonju, uh, you know, the, the, t- the two nice demons, we head back to Grace Field and, all, and the plans now to get these kids out. A really silly thing I noticed in the show was that they got these... They had this plan to launch because of the demons surrounding Grayseal because they knew they were coming there. Um, Mum's trying to summon them back, but all of a sudden, 
these hot air balloons that, they, that they've made out of where the heck have they made these hot air balloons from and all of a sudden there's like 10 just float up in the sky and five of them happen to be right at the front at the demon shootout and they all and and they get they shoot them down and they set on fire and the other hot air balloons had the had the had the gang in that then swooped down them like assassin's creed and just wipes all the demons out oh, eh? it, See, that's like an issue that I had with it. It took them that... 12... Hang on. It took, in... them 12, it took them 12 episodes to think of their plan to escape. And they collected pillows. Like, and I don't know. They like, they played Tig and was like... They were, they, they were they had a big strategy around escape. Well, it wasn't Tig. It was hide and seek. It was a proper it, right, skill game. But they had this big strategy of how to escape. And there was plans all the time. They needed the materials to get. And that was the whole season. In two, in two minutes, they managed to find... 10 big sacks and 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 fire <laughs> ba- baskets <laughs> eh? eh even it doesn't even show them getting them from like the demon town and you know there's nothing behind it that's like one of my issues is that it it feels like it loses sight of what it was that made it good and it goes into like it's almost like one of those shows that just goes on too long and it forgets why it was good to start with <laughs> but it's like it's done it over the course of like 20 volumes or like 24 episodes it's like what uh, that's that's like two, almost just over two seasons of Game of Thrones it'd be like if Game of Thrones forgot what it was in like season three when it was actually like yeah at least it, it, well uh, hang on hang on but like oh, yeah. <laughs> but like also it's they, they kind of give everyone where it's like I'm saying like like that just needs to get cut but uh, <laughs> when they uh, when they're in the orphanage that it's all about using the big brains and kind of trying to trick and figure their way out whereas later on it just becomes Oh, I've got big shonen powers, and like I said, they'd like start jumping over fifteen foot high demons and kind of wall running, and they're doing all these. Oh tricks yeah, and... I mean they made the demons out to be it's really like, ferocious, the... and then all of a sudden they're not. Yeah. They're just it's like I know there's the lambda crew that have been experimented on, so they might have like they're a bit stronger and have shorter lives or whatever because like Zazzy's five years old but looks like a full grown man and is super strong, but like. Even Emma and Ray start doing these magic cartwheels in the air and taking stuff out, and I'm just what? well, yeah. And then the no. pen, well, the pen shows them the like the, the tunnels underneath Gracefield and where the gate is to the human world, uh, and you're kind of like, well, maybe that would have been useful if at the start. Why would they have not given the plans to to escape? Underneath, rather than over a giant wall, but oh, never mind because because they need to be prepared yeah, they need to be, like seeing yeah, the world. Um, and so they managed to get in there, and there's no, there's like the security is really dim witted, and these kids with like little catapults and stones and wooden wood balls and arrows managed to kill all these demons that were meant to be like really ferocious, and they're not, they're just you know one shot and they're down, and when they get all the they managed to get all the kids together out of just they just happen to show up um well that's because phil brings them or bring when all the kids get brought down and phil's the only one who kind of knows about the plans that uh that emma was making um when when the mums are then distracted by what's happening with the fire phil's like Hey, let's make a run for it through this door, and then they run. They they managed to, to just come across Emma <laughs> down in the sewers, and, just, and you're like wherever they were, and they have a nice reunion, and that's that's all that's all cool. Oh. so they just kind of like all meet up, and there's a, a fire distraction, but everyone just meets up and they take the portal down to the human uh, world. Well, and uh, all Gracefield no, saved. 
No, we have to hang on a second there because when they get back, when they get into this big dome where it is, and Emma's about to pull the lever, all the mon- all the, the bombs then appear around the top of them with little MP5s, like looking. Yeah, they all come out with guns and point them down, and the, and then the and then the other guy comes out, uh, Peter Rattray, who's the guy who was at Lambda, who was coordinating all this stuff like for the demon. Yeah, he's like the big bad evil oh, human. Oh well. Man. Oh, the big band Evil Human Man, the main antagonist of this whole show, is in it for what, tw- 10, 10, 15 minutes, really? You actually hear some proper dialogue from him, and you and you just think, where's this guy been? Where have they not been building this this guy's evilness? So you kind of think, oh, there's maybe something there, and it's fine. Is the is the brother of William Benerve, and you kind of just, it's just. It's such a rubbish villain to have at the end, who then ends up just slitting his own throat, and you think, "All right." Oh, he does that. He does that in the in the manga, but there's actually build oh, up to well, it. Well, he just at least he, at least, he just, at least he something. Just talk, that he, just, he just he just talks saying, "Well, yeah, you, you kids, you actually failed." Emma's like, "Mums, don't let them kill us." And then mums are like, "Yeah, no, you're right, Emma. Well, Emma, you've you've you're uh, you're a you've you're a great kid, like." We'll protect you and the kids, and then they all just point the guns at um, at Peter, and then Peter's just like, "Ah, oh, you idiots! You'll never escape!" And then just slits his throat, and then you're like, <laughs> "Right!" And they're like, "Right, kids, time to go!" And so the lever goes. I mean, that's about as confusing as it was in the manga when it got to that <laughs> point. But this, so is that is that? No, it? that's they, it. They do that. He slits his throat, and then well, yeah, because they go the, because the whole thing is the demons. The de- do they not save any of the other like farms? Is it just Gracefield's sorted? So that's uh, good enough. Well, uh, so hang on. Well, so so. Oh, no, no, Phil did that yeah, in the background. So, no, did you? Did you no, realize? Sort of, wait, so hang on. What happens is when when they go down the elevator, the kids and the mums they go down. So meanwhile, there's no demons there because the demons from the town are all now part of like the 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 good army because. Yeah, obviously the Sonju and Musica are on this side, and they have the other old dude who's I can't remember his name, but it was that you know the other the other demon who was called Emma, who was like this little girl, and she's like, um, oh, there was like a, there was like an old priest demon that came in the temple, and he was blind, so he didn't he didn't but he didn't kill the kids, but he came into the temple now and then to do some praying, uh, and he he I don't know about that because there, oh, there's, like, there's like uh, some temple silly. there's like some temple priest demons, but then there's also like. There's another clan in the manga that's the Jilin clan. It's like, but so just to kind of sidetrack to where I'm getting up to <laughs> to get towards the end point, because it's honestly what you've said is honestly I don't think I could be that angry about it because I, I sunk more hours into a manga that was crap. Um, <laughs> but like, there's all this stuff about. Well, I, before I say anything, going up to the end, why do you think it's called the Promised Neverland? Because as far as I could tell, there's nothing that's mentioned about either of those words to you. That's a good question. That's a good question to to decipher. Whereas to me, everything is literally spelt out for me so that I understood. Yeah, I know. What you, I know what you mean. Um, maybe the promised Neverland is what Emma's goal is trying to be. Uh, in in the in the sense of she was trying to make that world where humans and demons could live in peace together and it was and I don't know if it was something to do with what um the Rattery clan made with the deals they made with the demons and that was the promised 
the promised band that never happened. I don't know. I'm so clutching at straws because you're absolutely right. There's no, there's no real nod to it. Um, so okay. there's no, I'll, there's I'll no spell nod out for to you. the concept in 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 the show. Um, so right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use my fountain of knowledge to sprinkle some you magic go, dust you on go you. For just it. just like Peter Pan, you'll be able to fly thanks to my little Tinkerbell dust. Good reference um, to Neverland. That's literally why Neverland's. Yeah. That's literally why Neverland's <laughs> in there. Literally. Um, so during one of their bunker party expeditions, they go to a place called the Three Walls or the Five Walls or some other stupid, ooh, so spooky names. Um, Emma has some sort of vision where there's some sort of god midget demon that just says, "Ah, let me show you the future. You need to go to a wall." And he's like, "Got to go to the Three Walls. Got to go to the Three Walls, man." So they come back and have a panic attack about that. They meet Norman. Norman's got a super bunker. He's been rescuing um, loads of mini farms to build up a super army of people. Everyone seems happy. And Emma's like, why can't we just be happy? And Norman's like, nah, let's kill everyone. Um, fast forward, there's, Norman has some big plan that involves the Geelan clan. So he, like, he pits some um, exiled demons against the main demons. And his idea is that they battle against each other like he helps the demon clan get in to fight the demons, so you have the two demon clans fight each other, and then the humans can pick off whatever's left. And Emma's like, "Nah, we just all need to be happy, man." So she runs off to try and find some wall. She it's turns out she goes through Gracefield for some reason. I'm really I can't fully remember everything because it's been a while for some, for some of it. Um, but she goes through like some Gracefield where kind of like she's walking on ceilings and walls and everything's not quite as it should be. And then it turns out you can go through to this magic realm um, where it's like they find like a black hole in a, in a box, her and Ray as they go on their adventure. And it turns out, it's like, whoa, it turns out we actually control reality ourselves with our minds in this world. And she uses that to go, but nothing exists. Goes and speaks to the god midget demon who just gets off some big dragon for an epic and um, thing. Turns out, Everything's been based on an ancient promise between humans and demons. Well, I was, I was so close. So I went, thought maybe there was a, de- a deal yeah. of some kind. <laughs> it, they, they made a promise, not a deal, a oh, promise. Yeah. Just you, you staying on board. Promise Neverland, right? We still, we still got you. So they do that, and it's basically like the humans made a deal where they went, "You can have this section of humans tweet, but just leave the rest of us alone." And then. As it gets to the big ending, it's like Emma's thing is she wants to make a new promise to make a new happy world. So, quite a question, question. This happens. Does this happen after the the when some of those kids and mums go through, but Emma, Ray, and Norman and, the, and his group stay behind? Oh, they've not even got to the. Oh, yet, so that's how it. That's how it, that's how it's portrayed in the in the anime. So they all go down together. Oh no, they're doing all this. No, no, I'm just saying. No, they want to make this, it a happy world. So the, the, what they've done, what because what this was the final nail in the coffin for Neverland for me, in, in terms of watching just the anime. Um, when they all go down and some of the kids go through, then Emma stays behind with a few of them and says, "We're going to save this world um, because they know they've they've met good demons and there's obviously bad demons still there in terms of like this these this class hierarchy that." We do not see throughout the whole oh, season, see, that, and that isn't what Emma's like. In in the manga, she's just consistent all the way through. Where it's like it's everyone or no one. We save everyone or no one. There there isn't a middle ground. Oh no, she's did this. 
So it's like we don't save so they a few and then so, go back and save others. It's no, we save everyone all at once, so we know that everyone's safe. So That's this it. happens like halfway through the last episode, and then for the rest of the episode, it is literally a PowerPoint. It's just pictures after pictures after pictures of what is you think is meant to be happening after all these kids go through into the human world. We see all the kids going into like what looks like Tokyo or New York, I think it was. Um, I think it was New York. I'm just going for Tokyo. It's like future. Yeah, New I think York it's like yeah. I think it's a New York. It's definitely America kind of place. And they're all bustling and uh, getting back into society. And Mum's still there. She's having picnics with them all, and they're all happy. Meanwhile, Emma, Emma and the crew and the two nice demons are off going around saving the towns. And we, there was there was like you have a glimpse of the hierarchy of the top Baron. I think you never know who his name was. By the way, yeah. It just yeah. it all sounds just so it is stupid. stupid. No, the last ep- the last episode completely ruins the whole show because it's li- you just see these things where it's like the demons aren't even panicking the, the fact that the humans have now escaped right. at, at this farm and gone back into the world because this might be the thing that obviously this promise is over. But but you don't know about you don't know about that because the rest of the episode is just screenshots of them of and that yeah, you so you see you see you see the barons become uh you know they they're displaced. Um, you see that uh, Mujika become the queen of the demon world or something. Oh, yeah, she, but that's that just a picture. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> just a picture in the show. There's nothing to it. So I'll, I'll I'll continue my filling in with my fountain of knowledge. So they attack the like when the Normans attack squad because he's he's like I'm not waiting for Emma to make some stupid promise. I'm just going to kill everyone because I hate all demons. They attack him. Um, they attack and kill like all the rich super ones to start with um and then they introduce something where it's like no the queen's special she has two cores so that means you've got to kill no, her this twice is, this is screenshots like, music intensifies this is, all sc- this is just screen screenshots yeah. and pictures well, i mean it was technically screenshots for me, for me as well but yeah so they like have to defeat her twice um there's like a big thing about sonica mudika's blood and how that can mean that they don't need to eat humans and they can just stay in human form forever that's why she ends up becoming queen um there's a Peter Ratchy starts losing it during all this final battle, and he's like, no, you kids, you're never supposed to grow old. Your, your food, it's a Neverland. You don't grow up. And I'm like, ah, ah, I see what I you did there. <laughs> there's, a, there's the promises, and it's a Neverland because they don't grow up like Peter Pan. No, it's just so, uh, it's just abysmal because all this stuff, like you're saying, is probably what they were trying to show. Maybe if you did read the, if you did read the manga then, it's probably what you know what all those last images we're referring to because for for me i'm like what the heck is all that and that little midget demon that you're on about is is one of the pictures because i think he's i think that appears a couple of times and he's he's probably supposed to be important but they couldn't be there's no i want to know who these important demons are and it sounds like there's an actual king an actual demon kingdom and you're like well you never know about my point of view it felt like they were really trying to force coming to a happy ending and it's like in the end there's like one person that sacrifices themselves for everyone is the Isabella, the like orphan mother, the orphanage mother, and like it's like no one else sacrifices themselves. Everyone else is just like happy and goes to the human world, and it's it's kind of like it's 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 all it's all kind of hunky dory, and it's like the only kind of other one is Emma loses her memory to go into the human world, but they end up just finding her and filling her in anyway. So you know whatever there's there's oh, like no, that's not a thing. nothing. <laughs> There's never like a sacrifice to get through there. It's just like Peter actually just slowly starts losing his mind and slits his throat. And he's like, but like the whole kind of like final few volumes is literally just like 
wow, we've infiltrated. And it's like, ha, oh, you infiltrating was part of my plan. I let you in. It's like, ha, oh, but we knew that you'd let us in. So no you. And it's just like <laughs> doing that the entire way. And it's just, you don't believe any of it. The anime was a mess and the manga like, was a mess. The anime we... was a mess and the manga was a mess. It's like, <laughs> it, it felt to me like they did an elevator pitch and it was like, the elevator pitch was the orphanage and it was kind of, they did it and then they were like, well, we quite like this so we'd like you to do some more. And they were kind of like, the writers were just like, wait, yeah, we're, we're quite enjoying this and the world. We can expand on it. We've got, we've got some ideas and it kind of feels like they very quickly fizzled out and didn't quite know what to do with it. It's like they went, Oh, hang on. Well, there could be like these ideas of like, there's like a bunker that they're trying to search. We've mentioned that. It's like we can have some bits that spring from that, but it's. It feels like they never had the time to sit down and kind of plan out how it would come to an ending. And they were kind of. Like the the Wallace and Gromit episode where it's like they're putting the railroad track down (laughs) down in front of the train. And it's like, we've got to keep making these weekly deadlines. And it's just like quickly just hatch out some kind of brief overarching story and get yeah. it to the end. It's like, that's how it was for manga, but like, the the anime had the manga to go on, because I think the manga was finished, or at least coming close to finish it. At least when well, no, I think it did finish, and then the anime then was carrying like, on. It was probably finished by the time it aired, but like, I mean, during pre-production, because I know like that takes a while. But it's, it's to expand your audience. It's to, it's to provide, like, new streams, and yeah. I don't know if I don't know if anime are profitable within themselves in, in no, Japan. No, probably not. Because I don't know if it's if it's heavily built on moving people towards the manga or light novels, or if it's like all about pinning people towards uh, like games for like the they've done like the bang dream anime, haven't they? And if like that's just more ways to put people towards it, or if it's like just general merchandise of figures and figures, games manga, and video games. Uh, yeah, I'd say there were the the highest sellers I think the anime is just so it's way more accessible but perhaps it's just like I, I kind of I wanted this to be good in like both ways in that like the anime was different to the manga did kind of its own thing like its own kind of well spin on it if you will because it still kind of seems to hit some of the story beats of kind of some of the stories are there. Like if they go yeah. about it if they do it in their own route instead and maybe it's a bit more streamlined and they don't kind of have the different mini adventures from the bunker oh, or whatever a, I, that's fine and you want it to do well but it's it kind of seems like everyone's angry because it's not a one-to-one of the manga it's like i i personally wouldn't care about that no i wouldn't i think we're like in agreement there either either way you go about it they just didn't know what to do with the entire thing and so either way it's like the manga ended up bad anime probably wanted to try and do its own thing to not be shit and it ended up being shit in a different way. It ended up being shit in a more streamlined well, way. Yeah, I mean, one of the big warning signs was, I think, one of the episodes, can't remember which one number it was, there was no writing credit for the episode, which sort of meant that no <laughs> one wanted to take responsibility for what was happening for it. And as soon as that was there, you just knew it was it was GG game over. And it was kind of downhill from that episode, really. And I think it was... The ones where we were starting to see the, the the gang head back onto Gracefield and try and you know and save the day, save the kids. What is this? Heroes save the cheerleaders, save the world, save, save Emma, save, save the world, save the world, man. Um, but look, um, and to, to top it off, the the anime just ends with them, um, Emma. After all these different screenshots that we see. Uh, where Majuka became the queen of the de- the the demons, and then they had like this weird. They had this one picture of 
of of Mujica and Emma sort of like in embrace, and you're thinking, are they really good friends? Yeah, um, <laughs> no, they're not really good friends because Japan's scared of saying lesbian. <laughs> um, it's just they're just they're just friends. Well, you it's don't know. Like, it's, they, you don't know. It's an end. That, it's, an, it's another end that we'll, we will they will never know about. But you just see them doing right. all this stuff, and apparently the world is fine. They they head back into the into the into the human world, and that's where you have this final embrace where. Phil, who's now um, a teen, and he sees Emma, and Emma's like, oh, "I'm home, I'm back, Phil." And and they run and I, I it's, it's, I, I, it's I I love Phil, but my God, bringing him in at the end to try and make me like care just was stupid. There was one, there was one high point where the whole you you were still rooting for the Emma and Phil reunion in the in the show, and when that happened, you were kind of like, oh yay, they actually finally reunited, and that that was kind of cute. Like I can't really fault that. But, I mean, a thing I just keep coming back to in mind is like the idea of interpretation is just I just don't get why it's shit. It's like, <laughs> that's what we were trying to. That's if, what we were if, trying if to dissect shit, on this you podcast. Could, you could just do something. You just you could just do something different, like. All the like Marvel films, like as popular ones, they um, are all based upon stories that have come back about in the different comics, but they kind of do them in different ways or kind of pull from multiple bits and like their favorite bits and kind of mince them into their own story. And they're all perfectly coherent and work together and that even function into the bigger plot of things, which is like, it's like, why not if it's if you know it's bad because the manga's finished? And you're trying to do something different, which you clearly did because we can see that you did something different. Why not just be like, we like these bits, so we're just going to tool it around these bits and make it coherent and get to an end that's our own. Like they did that with Full Metal Alchemist because the anime, um, the manga wasn't finished, but it was close to. And I think they might have spoken to the dude um, that was writing it, kind of like get an idea, and then did their did their own ending. And their own ending is maybe not perfect but it's still a good ending and it's kind of like they build to it over the course of this of like the show and because they know they're going to diverge and it's like you 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 could do it you this could it's be got good to it's got to you <laughs> it has got, got to, to you. so we, yeah the issue is that there's just so much potential because it's not even like the artwork's bad so like in the manga there's like there's the artist dude and there's the and there's the writer dude and it's like I can't really fault the art too much, to be honest. It's consistent and it's it's pretty good, especially when it's like I know manga's like done yeah. like so it's just so not everything can be as beautiful as like JoJo is because he just takes his time to do whatever and oh yeah, there's other things to rate the show like, on. It's it. I I almost want to pin it all down to the writer dude, but there's got to have been other people. There's like there's editors, there's the artists that can be like, oh man, I'm part of this as well. Uh... Maybe, but the thing is, they just probably just they're probably just making it, and then just know that all right, I'm getting paid for this, and we're just gonna move on to the next but, thing as soon as it's over. No, but it's, it's it's whether someone at Shonen Jump is just like it's still printing money, it's still popular enough, so it doesn't matter. Because like Naruto ended very badly. Not that you've <laughs> read all of Naruto. Oh no, I know all, you've but, like, watched that all of ended. <laughs> read it all. Um, I know, like that ended terribly. But that had also been going on for like better half of better part of a decade, if not longer. And it's like that's just one where it's just built up the stakes over and over again to the point where it has to be so ridiculous, and it's just like it has to just end somehow. And it's like that's the ending you got, and it's yeah, fine. And I'd still rate that higher than this. I'd still rate um, 
mother of all ninjutsu becomes some super demigod that wants to put the entire universe to sleep so that everyone can be happy. That is a better ending than never. Peter actually committing seppuku, <laughs> attacking demons and running down some stairs into the human world just for another actually to be like, code, code manpower. I already know. Let's all be happy in the human world together. Oh, just sod it all. I've not read the book, but I'll have to just take your word for it. And as you know, like this has been such a a big topic um, this season, and one reason it's got to me uh, is is because I've never had this kind of experience before with with anime. What where it's been bad? Not when it's been bad, but I'm saying. Or disappointing. Yeah, it's gone from a real high performing first season to a second season where I have a lot of hype going into it and a lot of other people out there, same sort of position, and we're just left so disappointed by it. And it's never, I've never had that drop in quality uh, with a show, but with a show oh, before. I've experienced yeah, you might, it have, a you might have experienced a few of them, but I'm just saying for my own my own journey with what we're watching with watching anime and this is definitely the one that's going to stick with me the most and all for other people they've had previous experiences in the past with that and but this is the one where it's definitely been the worst and i know there's a couple of those where maybe one punch man second season wasn't as good as the first but i still kind of enjoyed it it was serviceable whereas like it's 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 like you've rated it five. Like my rating of the first season is like a nine out of ten. I thought it was really good. Like over the course of the manga getting worse and worse. Like my overall rating of the entirety of it is six. And like so much of that score being that high is based upon how good it was to start with. Yeah, like the first half. It, of it. it was still yeah serviceable is a good word because I could I could have like, still it's not watched just it. Average, it's bad. yeah I could still watch the whole show and its franchise and be all right with it. It wasn't terrible, and I never really had a problem with the One Punch Man second season. Obviously, it wasn't as good as the first, but in a second season as its own standalone thing, wasn't yeah. it wasn't that I terrible? Mean, it was but... serviceable, and it did. One Punch Man season two didn't have the cool final fight, which everyone was looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. but at least you can see it moving into a season three because it wasn't bad enough to kill everything. Well, no, there'll still be there'll still be a dedicated fan base there to to enjoy a third season. Well, I know season. there's still people that like enjoy them. Yeah, I, I, it, but... I think I put the second season down as a seven, so I'd still be happy if I if it was a One Punch Man season three. I'd still yeah, I'd still be watching that. I'm just so disappointed with how Neverland has gone for me and, and that's just my experience with it and I've definitely had a lot to say on it and we've tried to say as much as we can in dissecting the anime and manga in what is now over an hour <laughs> so yeah I mean if just just in case it was confusing for anyone that was listening to this podcast that maybe hasn't started season two or has only just kind of read the first few chapters uh, or volumes of the manga and it's just they've escaped Gracefield stop now it doesn't get better that's the ending point of this show. I think we've done a fair analysis, a fair job on on the Province Neverland, and I think this is all we've got to say on it now. And from then on, from here on out, we've just got to have it as once a once happy memory, and that was sadly soiled. And we're just going to have to take it from there. And it's a real, it's a real shame. But I mean, it's definitely provided us with a good material to have a good discussion about it. Um, yeah, so. I'm, I'm, yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> let's move on to bigger and better think, things. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, hopefully the next one should be positive. Um, a positive episode. I just I want to do something happier than this. I don't want to hear about you hating Broly or, no, or I won't, I won't, be angry won't, about won't something do, else being be bad. So yeah, I think that'll be the time where we sort of round this off with this full discussion and dissection of Promised Neverland season one, season two, and the manga. And thank you very much, Will, for your opinions, as always, and for reading the manga for me, because I wasn't certainly going to do that. Uh, if, if I wasn't binging it for this show, it, if, like doing the podcast, I don't think I'd have finished it. I'd have, We're I'd making have big sacrifices, big sacrifices to uh, bring you guys content, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next episode will, of course, be in two weeks' time on the 22nd of April, where we are continuing a bit of our anime discussions because we're going to be discussing some of the shows from the current season where hopefully we're watching something that is a little bit better than Promised Neverland. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the hits, maybe some of the misses, and any any banging openings or ep- endings that we might have come across. Uh, looking forward to that episode yeah. and... I'm excited for that because there are actually some shows from this season that I'm excited yeah, to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think we'll have to dedicate 20 minutes for him to talk about. Yeah, Bokunohiro yeah, yeah, is back. Bokunohiro is back. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to dedicate some time. Two hour special on <laughs> Bokunohiro with a bonus episode on that the can, other that shows. Can that can be the Will only special where you, just, you, you can just talk for an hour about um, My Hero Academia. <laughs> Johnny's, Ill, Johnny's ill this fortnight, so I'm having my Bokunohiro episode. <laughs> Potentially, potentially, might have to. But we'll have to see if people actually want that. Where we'll sort of dis, uh, discuss his Baku no Hero for an hour. But I mean, if you, if you're interested in that, treat at Musiyama. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. Get in touch. If you could, we obviously, obviously, love to hear if people do want to get in touch. How uh, some people do normally in person, but they can always uh, address me in the Discord or on my Twitter, Musiyama as is the new show, uh, well, this is the new name that I've gone by now to sort of keep intertwined with this podcast and the other little bits of content that I do away from this. Uh, and that'll be that. Thank you very much for listening. Take care, everybody. Good night.